Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Ugh, another pointless video call where nothing gets done. I think you're on mute, David. Uh, oh, uh, sorry. What did I miss? IT just approved Miro for the whole company. Miro? That's the... Online whiteboard. For team collaboration. We can make these long video meetings so much shorter with Miro boards. We can share ideas, feedback, and updates on them whenever. Actually see what we're talking about. It's all online. Miro will make our flexible work setup so much easier. With one virtual space for our brainstorms, projects, presentations. Oh, that sounds kind of amazing. So I don't need to wake up for 6 a.m. calls with the London office anymore. Now you're getting it. Don't let time zones get in the way of your team working well together. See why 99% of the Fortune 100 trust Miro to get good work done from anywhere. Get your first three boards free at Miro.com. That's M-I-R-O.com. It's Jeep 4x4 season. Make your next adventure epic and hurry in now for great deals. And now, we're qualified lessees get a low-mileage lease on the 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee 4xe for $389 a month for 24 months with $5,399 due at signing. Tax title license extra. No security deposit required. Call 1-888-925-JEEP for details. Requires dealer contribution, a lease request, or capital. Extra charge for miles over 20000 Residency restrictions apply. Take delivery by 531-23. Jeep is a registered trademark. Everybody and welcome to a brand new episode of the Geek Buddies. Hey! We're back together again for our full show after a couple of weeks uh, struggling me for, with COVID and uh, bronchitis afterwards. So I'm happy to be back. We did do our review for House of the Dragon, which is up there for people to watch their spo- uh, spoiler review episode four. But this is the first main show where I've been back in a couple of weeks, and I'm excited to talk. And thank about- God. Yeah, right. Well, fair. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, we'll, we'll talk about No, we're not going to talk about the D23. We're going to get into D23 here on this episode of the Geek Buddies. We're going to break everything down that happened at D23. This is a D23 specific episode. Normally, we'll like bring up uh, three geek news items, take a break and talk about a main topic. Not this episode. This episode is going to be broken up into Disney, Pixar, animation stuff star uh, uh star wars stuff and then marvel stuff that's how we're going to do it in this episode but let's introduce ourselves for those who might be new i am the outlaw john roca writer producer and host here on the geek buddies in the outlaw nation mike i am michael vogel i'm a writer and producer of animated tv shows and movies and proud owner of bosco who has decided to join us in the background for this week's <laughs> geek buddies right buddy bosco hey buddy yeah look at the ear twitch darling like yeah twitch. all right yeah, if you're if you are listening, he is behind me right now, and he is very animated. If you are watching, you know that that is a lie. <laughs> He's very cute, Shan. And this is Shannon McClung. I'm an animation writer and a television actor, and I can first person testify Bosco is the goodest boy. Oh, that's a good thing. Hear that, buddy? You're a good boy. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, and, uh, you know, we are powered and sponsored by Carbon Health. Carbon Health has been fantastic in powering and sponsoring us here on the Geek Buddies in the Outlaw Nation. They're a great healthcare care company. Go and uh, check them out there at CarbonHealth.com. See if they've got virtual care, in-person care, and all of that available near you. They're incredible at setting up these patterns, setting up these uh, plans for you personally that work for you and your health and getting back to where you want to get to health-wise. Look, COVID-19 is happening, so you want to get tested. But also a lot of people put on some weight in COVID-19, so you're trying to take that off. Carbon Health can help you do that as well. They've got 110-plus locations world or nationwide, rather, in 80 locations in California alone. Go to CarbonHealth.com or download the app and put the app so I have a doc in your pocket for any healthcare questions you might have on the go. They're great people. They reached out to me when I was going through my COVID and offered up their services to help me out, and they were fantastic for that. So I can't thank them enough, and I can't recommend them enough here for you to take care of if you've got any healthcare questions, concerns, or needs in your life. All right, let's jump into D23 here. Um, Michael, I think you t- you start us off, my man. I am going to start things off. I get to talk the animations. Uh, Yeah, there was so, so much uh, that was revealed. D23 is basically a weekend of geek Christmas, and it is a hell of a thing to see. Um, Just laying on your couch all weekend and just letting all the trailers and announcements roll over you like a warm, salty ocean wave. Um, So what do we have? Disney, I'm going to run through just right off the bat. I'm going to tell you everything that they revealed, and then we'll jump jump in and talk about some specifics. Um, They revealed the first live action trailer for the live action Little Mermaid. Uh, If you were at D23, you got to hear the whole part of your world, but we still got a little snippet of it in the trailer. Got a glimpse of the live action Snow White remake with uh, Rachel Ziegler and Gal Gadot. There is the Hocus Pocus 2 trailer. There is Barry Jenkins doing the prequel to the live action, in quotes, Lion King, Mufasa. We've got the trailer for Peter Pan and Wendy, which is going to be have Jude Law as Captain Hook and streaming on Disney+. Plus. We got the trailer for the sequel to Enchanted, Disenchanted. We got the trailer for the Santa Claus's miniseries starring Tim Allen coming to Disney+. Plus. We got the trailer for Percy Jackson and the Olympians, the eight-episode Disney Plus adaptation, which will hopefully be better than the other adaptation. We got the trailer for National Treasure, Edge of History, and I thought of Shannon McClung the whole time. And then on the animation front, uh, we got more information on the Zootopia Plus shorts, the six shorts that are coming to Disney+. Plus. Got a look at the animated series Iwaju, which uh, explores a futuristic version of Lagos, Nigeria, and hits Disney+. Plus in 2023. Um, Another look at Strange Worlds, the animated movie that's coming out on November 23rd. And they announced an animated musical movie called Wish, which explores the concept of wishing upon a star and stars Ariana DeBose and uh, Rogue One's Alan Tudyk. Then on the theme park side, we just have to say before we jump to Pixar, they finally told us what was going to go into that big Avengers building on the Avengers campus. And it is going to be a multiverse-themed attraction starring King Thanos, a version of Thanos from a reality where he won, and it looks absolutely bonkers. Um, And then we've also got more information on Tiana's Bayou Adventure, which is what Splash Mountain is going to become, so it's less racist. So yay for Splash Mountain. Um, (laughs) And then on the Pixar front, Amy Poehler showed up and let us know that Joy 
is back in our lives because we are getting a Inside Out 2, the first sequel since Toy Story 4, um, where Riley is going to be a teenager and we're going to have brand new emotions in summer of 24. We also got more uh, looks at Elemental, which has already been uh, announced. Uh, which is coming in summer of 23 following Ember, who is made of fire, and Wake, who consists of water, as they grow up in a city where people are all defined by their elemental makeup. And they announced the movie Elio, which follows a bookish kid who makes first contact with aliens. He's brought to their world and becomes Earth's ambassador to the rest of the universe. And then we also, if you were at D23, which we weren't, you got to see some footage for Win or Lose, the animated series that Pixar is making coming to Disney+, Plus, which follows a co-ed middle school softball team in the week leading up to their championship game and each episode takes place from a different character's perspective uh and then to top things all off on that front james cameron showed up and said here's some 3d glasses and some avatar way of the water footage and everybody lost their goddamn minds so gentlemen that is everything on the disney pixar side uh what uh i know what i'm excited about as the cartoon nerd what are you guys what popped for you guys what are you excited about what are you not excited about uh what trailers did it for you and what did not so i think the thing that i'm probably most excited about being a theme park lover is knowing what that avengers attraction is going to be at (laughs) avengers campus at uh disney's california adventure so um for, for those of you that haven't been there there has been an avengers the front of an avengers headquarters building with a quinjet on top and in the middle there is like a a second floor kind of uh, like a landing where they will do kind of seasonal seasonal stunt shows. Like we've seen Shang-Chi and the Death Dealer out there. We've seen Clint Barton and uh, and Kate Bishop going up against the tra- tracksuit mafia. Um, and we knew that there was going to be a ride behind there. And so to uh, allegedly they had one concept that they wiped the board with to settle on a new concept. They're leaning into the multiverse. Mm. We're getting an an original character in King Thanos. Um, Looking at what Rise of the Resistance is in terms of technology and theme park rides, because it it clocks in around the 15-minute mark, I believe. Um, It is a long ride. It is technically just out of this world. And to know that they're going to have that... Now, that's not to say that's what this ride is going to be, but uh, to know that they have all of the bullets they have in their, in their gun right now and their entertainment gun um, is just so, so exciting. And even though like in terms of rides at Avengers campus, you've got the Spider-Man ride, which some people like Vogel really, really likes other people are not that hot on. They have guardians, of the galaxy mission breakout, which is basically the refurbished um, tower of terror. And like no one expected that ride to be good. And it's actually great, but there's not a ton to do there so when you go i mean when i first went i was astounded at how uh content i was just to sit Mm -hmm. and just because they have all the different themes um um blending one into another it's on a constant loop um something that they're that they do really really well is atmosphere entertainment there's always another hero there's always another villain coming out they do such a great job and knowing that they're going to be able to do that they have so much at their disposal to do this Avengers ride is just so, so exciting. And the other one that I am very excited about is that national history, <laughs> that <laughs> national history series, um, you know, national or national history, national, national treasure at ed- the edge of history. Um, you know, I mean, some people would kind of ding it like, ah, it's kind of the poor man's Raiders. And it's like, well, 
anything that came out after Indiana Jones, it's adventure. Everyone will always compare to Raiders. That's, that is a, that is an unfortunate reality, but um, knowing that they're using Harvey Keitel, it's not just Justin Bartha coming back. It's Harvey Keitel as well. And you see, at least from my, from, for me, um, it doesn't look like they skimmed. Mm -hmm. Like it's very easy for when you're exploring, you know, hidden passages, it's very easy for that to look not great. And this one, to me, does look great. I mean, you don't get a ton a ton of information. We just know it deals with our, our main character, Jess, and something that her family had to do with way back when. And just hearing that theme, it just got me, it got me so, so excited. And also, the first look at Percy Jackson and the, Olymp- uh, and the Olympians. That's another one that, if you've read the books, you're like, oh, so this is, uh, this is Harry Potter with you know, Greek gods. Um, they're actually pretty good books. And the film's did not really do them justice. No. Um, and knowing that they are going to um, stay a little more faithful to the source material, I think that's very, very exciting. Cool. Yeah. Johnny? Uh, yeah, for me, it was uh, definitely the trailers for um, Disenchanted, uh, hearing the news for Inside Out uh, 2, which really surprised me, and the Little Mermaid trailer. I know, little, I know I've seen already, even Wonder Woman, Linda Carter's chimed in on Twitter about some of the backlash or reaction. I can understand if you've got issues with the way it looks live action wise. I actually think there's some legitimate concerns that people expressed. I can see their point of views in that. Anything beyond that where you're upset because it's a black lead, you really need to get the fuck on out of here. Everything else, though, I, I think you're allowed to take a look at this and have criticism about it for sure. But I liked the vibe. I loved her singing. Uh, I, I heard that uh, at D23, which unfortunately I had to bow out of because of the COVID situation, because I had a press pass. I would have been in, in the auditorium for all this stuff. Uh, but uh, apparently she sang a song live there uh, uh, at D23. So it would have been great to see Haley Bailey's uh, talents in live in person and hear her voice. So. I liked the trailer. I thought it was cool. It's a good little intro into this uh, world that we're going to see. The Disenchanted trailer, though, kind of disappoint disappointed me. I I was hoping to feel that magic because I love Enchanted. I think it's such a great movie, such a genius concept. And it found I found myself feeling a little bit like, mm, okay, we've got yeah, you know, we've got Maya uh, Rudolph, who is now the standard villain in almost all these films lately, and then you've got Adele Nazim uh, coming in, but she and she doesn't even say a word. Um, and you see, it's 15 years later, so it's kind of. And someone, I think Laura Kelly, a friend of the show, tweeted out that the, uh, she thought there was a sequel coming 15 years later. They spoke about something, and then she realized it's actually been 15 years since the original, which really kind of shocked her age-wise uh, uh, overall. But yeah, I mean, I wasn't 100% excited about seeing the sequel. Maybe a better trailer is coming that'll get me a little more jazz because susan sarandon is a hard act to follow ladies and gentlemen so to find someone on that level is not always easy and I, i've seen maya play the villain before so i don't know if i'm i don't know if i got something from this trailer that i'm 100 percent jazzed about but i did love a lot of the animation announcements i mean zootopia plus getting a show i love zootopia so getting more of that world is going to be a lot of fun very curious to see what Iwaju is going to look like and going to be uh, as we get more artwork, as we get a trailer coming up down the road. For sure, Strange World is something that I'm crazy excited about. It reminds me of like DC New Frontier. It kind of has that vibe to it in my mind. Something completely different and interesting and new and fun that still kind of touches on the foundational things of, of Disney. Uh, and also Wish. This is... I mean, I heard the initial concept and I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. They're making a musical about the fucking star in When You Wish Upon a Star. But you tell me about Ari, you tell me Ariana DeBose is in it. 
then I'm in, you know, I'm in and I, and I, and I want to see what you got here, what you're going to create. And look, they turned Pirates of the Caribbean into a franchise. So it's certainly possible. The less said about the Haunted Mansion film, the better. But there's a newer version of Haunted Mansion coming. With Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully that's going to be Madame Leota. Yeah, that was another one I forgot to mention. But yeah, yeah, so they, yeah. So, so, there was just so much. Um, we'll yeah, I agree. Elemental I agree with stuff you. I'm excited about as well. So yeah, go start. Yeah, I agree with you about Disenchanted. Like, I yeah. love Enchanted. I was very excited about what was going to go. And then I saw the trailer and I was like, okay, well, we'll see. We'll see, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, kind of the newer stuff that we know less about is the stuff that I'm more excited about. Mm. Uh, like Iwaju, like you said. Um, you know, Strange World, uh, the, the first trailer came out. I love. It seems like something I should be super excited about. The trailer yeah. didn't bowl me over yet. Okay. Um, just don't really know what the story is so far. Is, but yeah, you're, wish- are you getting Tomorrowland vibes from it? Where it's like it's got a good idea, but it might not Maybe. be great in the execution? Maybe. Okay. Yeah, I'm kind of like, all right, we'll see what this is. I'm not 100% sold on it. Um, win or lose, this Pixar series on Disney+, yeah. Plus, I'm very intrigued by just because it sounds like a really interesting concept. Uh, I think that sounds really, really cool. The Zootopia shorts I'm excited about, although I'm really ready for Disney+, Plus to move on past shorts. <laughs> like they, you know, like they keep announcing a lot of animated things, and then you're like, "We've got this. It's three minutes long. We got this. We got five episodes of Doug. They're two minutes long. Um, the Baymax episode. The I am Groot the, ones were good. The I am Groots are super cute. I yeah. wish we got more of them. I wish uh, they were fair. longer. Uh, the Baymax episodes oh, were yeah. about clocking in between eight and ten minutes, and yeah. kind of had a little bit more to them. I liked, and the car, the cartoons that just came out are each 10 minutes, 11 minutes. So I just, I love Zootopia. I want to spend more time in that world. I want to see more of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, Elemental, uh, I'm really intrigued by. This new movie, Elio, I'm really excited by. Inside Out 2, yes. It definitely falls into that category of if you can strike that magic again. I did hear rumors that uh, Mindy Kaling and Bill Hader are not reprising their roles. Yeah, apparently it was uh, financially. Which, the rumors that they were offered only $100,000 and they felt that they should have been offered a bit more. I don't know right. what the whole... So we'll see. I mean, they yeah. did say that they're going to have new emotions. So maybe yeah. uh, maybe fear and disgust have given away given way to some new emotions. And look, maybe they'll nail it and knock it out of the park. Like, yeah. when I heard they were making Toy Story 4, I was like, you don't need to make a movie after Toy Story 3. And although I think Toy Story 3 is still the better movie, yeah. there's a lot I like about Toy Story 4. So it's interesting, but it is, you know, it's a great time to be a Disney fan. There is so much happening. There's so much going on. And between the stuff that's coming out in theaters and the stuff that's going on Disney+, Plus. I will also say I am curious about this Mufasa film. Mufasa, the Lion King, Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> as anyone who's listened to the show knows, I really, I love Lion King, the original. Yes. And that, that, that live action animated Lion King that came out, I really don't like. John knows he sat right next to me in the I theater. Sat, I, the last half hour of that experience was Mike Vogel telling me every scene was, that was about to come up before it came up because it was essentially a tracing job. It was, so, yeah. it was, yeah, it was, it was like a shot for shot, line for line, practically remake, and I didn't love that, and I thought it was less good than the animated one. Now, this Mufasa <laughs> idea, this is an original story. We're gonna get to know I, how Mufasa became Mufasa. Yeah. Uh, Barry Jenkins, when he was interviewed about it, said, you know, he he loved the idea that we think of these great characters as just always great, but they didn't start out that way. And so, look, now we're now we're in original territory. If you're gonna yeah. tell me an original tale about how Mufasa became Mufasa with like full live action effects, maybe. So we'll see. <laughs> I will say I'm excited on the parks front to connect with Shannon. 
the Tron light cycle run, I can't wait to have access to that at some point down the road because that's 100% something that I'm very, very excited about. And also seeing the Hulk, that the Hulk's going to show up on Avengers Campus as well. Oh, that's and right. The in his time tall, travel suit. Time travel eight suit. foot tall awesome. Hulk. Yeah. That, that thing is ginormous. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and I'm with Shannon. You know, like, I think I would, when we, and I think I've been saying this every time we've gone to California Adventure, I was always like, what is the Avengers ride going to be? Is it going to be our classic Avengers that we know from the Infinity Saga? But by the time this ride comes out, we'll have moved on. Is it going to be the new Avengers? What do we know? And the answer is it's going to be all Avengers. When you look at the concept art, you've got Captain America. You've got America Ferreira. You've got Captain Carter. You've got Daredevil. You've got yeah. She-Hulk. I think you've got Werewolf Ameri- by Night Ameri- and Man-Thing. America, America Chavez. Chavez. America Chavez, <laughs> not America not Ferreira. Star of Ugly Betty. <laughs> yeah. You know what? It's Throw the multiverse, there. man. There's she might be man. there, too. Yeah, she, she might be there, too. There. You don't know. You don't know. The but yeah, so I, traveling pants, they show up? Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's who takes Thanos down at the end. Who do you need to take down King Thanos? Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Well, and there's also an Encanto, Encanto area, Coco area. So that's going to be great for to see the, the Latin influence there uh, on in the parks as well. So... That's exciting. That's in uh, Disney World, I believe. Yeah, yeah, Disney World's Magic right? Disney, yeah, 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 Coco yeah. area, an Encanto area, and a Disney yeah. Villains area. So yeah, lots of stuff to look forward to on the Disney Pixar side of things. And that is just one third of what we found out about this weekend. Exactly. And uh, we'll take a quick break and we'll jump into a little bit of the uh, Star Wars stuff that we found this weekend at Lucasfilm stuff, uh, Lucasfilm stuff right after this. Do, 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 do. Feels right. Feels right. By the way, did you guys see a little bit of the clip of the behind the scenes on Kenobi that Hayden Christensen, they put this on social media. He showed on his first day, apparently Ewan McGregor did not want to leave the set. They were trying to wrap him and he wouldn't leave the set until he shot the stuff and you and sat by the camera so that uh hayden would have the eye line for yeah. that way off distance shot that we see in i think episode four so i mean was so cool so yeah cool. I, but before i mean i know we got a lot of stuff to cover yeah, yeah uh but but that's one of my favorite things about the disney plus sort of behind the scenes yeah. whether it's like like the the gallery or, or um uh, uh the assembled um even though you the audience parts of the audience may not have connected with the execution. What I love about those behind the scenes specials is you saw what they were going for. Yeah. yeah. And whether or not they succeeded, you know, that's, that's in the eye of the beholder. But I mean, I love that behind the scenes Obi-Wan special, despite the fact that I was not the biggest fan by the, at the end of the day of the show. The genuine Um, affection was great to see too. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, and they just shot it. They shot it so well. I mean, like having them look at these, you know, gigantic projections of the prequels, like it was just done really, really, really well. Um, So yeah, I know we've, I know we've said it before, but I do think like my favorite thing about Kenobi is that you just look at Hayden Christensen and Ewan McGregor and it's like, Oh, you finally got to have the good star Wars experience. Like you've been (laughs) run through the ringer. You've been run through the ringer on those prequels and you kind of left feeling not great. And now you kind of get to come back into the fold, just like, Oh, open arms and fans embracing you and like it's got to feel nice it's got to feel <laughs> <nice>. <laughs> so on to lucasfilm kathleen kennedy took the stage with a bunch of guests and so real quick just to run through and like if i leave something out please feel feel free to add it but uh you know they started off with they brought out the cast of andor they showed another trailer and at this point if you're not on the andor train i don't think this trailer was going to do it but i can't imagine someone not being on the Andor train, just looking at, at, at what they've shown us. It looks like it's really 
uh, really taking uh, Star Wars to a uh, kind of a more mature, more grown up place. I mean, it looks like it's just going to be it looks like it's going to be fantastic. Um, They brought out Dave Filoni after that, who came out to talk about (laughs) Vogel's favorite subject, uh, Tales of the Jedi, a a new short series (laughs) (laughs) that I believe the runtime, I believe the runtime is 15 minutes. It's six episodes. I'll take I'll take it. I'll take it. This one I'll take. It's long. It's longer. Well, and also just the subject matter. It's six shorts. Three dealing with Ahsoka Tano, three dealing with Count Dooku, and they showed a trailer for that. We got to see shots of young Dooku with young Qui-Gon, with a younger Yoda. They had hair. No, no, no. no. That was Yaddle. Oh, is that Yaddle? Oh, Oh, well then. We got Yaddle. Uh, It was Yaddle. But but we also got to see um, Anakin teaching Ahsoka a move that she goes on to to use later in the Clone Wars. Um, the idea that they're focusing on what it seems to be the ascension and eventually the disconnection of two different Jedi, I, I think as a concept, is just awesome. I mean, getting to see sort of young Dooku, I think, is going to be is going to be awesome. After that, they brought out John Favreau and they were talking about the Ahsoka series um nothing shown from that um then they brought out john watts and chris ford for uh skeleton crew they brought out jude law who was the lead of that one which is essentially uh a group a group of kids lost lost in space in the new republic um which looks uh, again there's the concept sounds great they get to the mandalorian they bring out rick famuyiwa along with filoni and favreau we get a trailer which looked i mean i was Super, super jazzed by it. Then we move over to, oh, we get the uh, release date for Bad Batch, which is going to be in January. Yeah. Then we move over to Willow, and we get this really, really great trailer. We find out, I mean, I didn't know that uh, Joanne Wally was coming back. But yeah. Oh, we get really? To see, oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't know that one. Okay. But then we get to see uh, Sorsha and Willow reconnecting, a group of younger warriors come to find Willow to defeat the forces of evil again. At the end of the panel, they brought out who, uh, a character who's going to be a friend of Mad Mardigan's, played by Christian Slater. Mm-hmm. And then the coup de grace for me, they bring out Harrison Ford, James Mangold, and Phoebe Waller-Bridge for Indiana Jones 5, which is still not titled yet. Okay, now I have been, I've had some good fortune in the past to be in Hall H for some very, very big announcements and getting to see some exclusive footage. When you don't get into Hall H, there is sort of a, ah, damn it. Ah, well, ah, well. I can honestly say I was legit depressed (laughs) when they they released this or when they showed that teaser. And then I actually watched the panel or or the, uh, yeah, I guess the panel um, for it. And hearing the crowd react to Harrison Ford and watching him get emotional. I never thought cranky old Harrison Ford would start shedding a few tears, which would in turn make me shed a few tears. (laughs) I was just so, so happy. They did release a little bit of concept art. We found out in the teaser that apparently there, we do get to see a younger Indiana Jones. Uh, There was a uh, horse chase in a subway, some sort of ticker tape parade, and that Phoebe Waller-Bridge is playing his goddaughter, who I believe the name is Helena. Um, so, gentlemen, at you, the Lucasfilm panel, what what are you looking forward to? What are you not looking forward to? Why are you not as emotional as I am about Harrison Ford and Indiana Jones 5? <laughs> Michael, go ahead. 
I mean, I'm excited about everything. I, I don't even know uh, where to begin. I will. I, I, I do take back my shorts comment as far as Tales of the Jedi goes because, <laughs> holy shit, that got me excited. I, for all the reasons you said, a young Dooku, a young Qui-Gon, the Ahsoka stuff. Uh, yeah, as, as a lot of people have pointed out on Twitter, you see Anakin uh, training her um, hard in her yeah. Jedi training, and she does the exact move we see her do when she uh, when Order 66 goes down and people lost their goddamn minds. And also we see a quick shot of her apparently at Padme's funeral, which really uh, hit a lot of people in the fields. You can have your you can have your cranky old indie. I'm going to take Ahsoka going to see Padme's funeral. That one got me. You can have both, um, Michael. You can have both. Yeah, that's true. You know, it's D23. We get it all. We get it all. Um <laughs> Yeah, I'm really interested in um, I'm really interested in all that stuff. You know, they, like you said, they didn't show a lot for Ahsoka. They did reveal the one image of live action Sabine looking at uh, her mural, um, which is just great to see sort of the animated style of Star Wars Rebels come to life in the big screen in that way. Uh, so that's really great. The Mandalorian trailer. I mean, I think we do have to dive in a little bit and talk about it. Just. Really picking up exactly where we left off with Mando and Grogu. Uh, they're back together again. They're going on adventures, but he's not a Mandalorian, according to the armor, because he took his mask off. But then you got Bo-Katan being like, that cult that you're in destroyed uh, Mandalore. And then we really get to look like, it looks like we're spending a good bit of time in the Mandalorian, finally, yeah. on Mandalore. We yeah. see Mandalore, and we see a shit ton of Mandalorians. We see Bo-Katan in the throne room that if you watch Clone Wars, you spent a lot of time there already. You saw that come to life. And really, like, I just watched this and I was like, this is just Clone Wars come to life. This is literally Clone Wars live action and couldn't be happier about all of it. And even though Rise of Skywalker is maybe my least favorite Star Wars film, I'm not mad to see more Babu Frick. Yeah. <laughs> Babu yeah. Frick showing up in uh, in Mandalorian does not make me angry. Yeah. So uh, that was all great. The Andor trailer, like you said, it, it's it's more of the same, and the same is great. Uh, I literally cannot wait until next week to check that out. Um, and then actually the other thing is, um, the other thing that they did mention, and I'm kind of curious about it, it's probably not the highest on older Star Wars fans' list, but this Star Wars Young Jedi Adventures. Uh right that premieres September 21st. Definitely a very cartoony sort of Disney Junior style. Um, but the thing that I think is interesting about it is it stars two young Padawan Jedi who are training in the High Republic era. So it does seem like the first time that we are going to see the High Republic, which a lot of older Star Wars fans are super, super excited about, yeah. is going to be in a very, very, very young Star Wars series, which I think is going to be a... It's an interesting choice, but I'm excited to see how that goes. Yeah, I mean, this was, I mean, coming out of Star Wars Celebration, I didn't anticipate they were going to show too much extra and this close to Andor. So it was nice to get a little more footage of Andor in that trailer. We did that, we had the nine minutes already get released. I think you guys covered last week. And so seeing a minute and a half more, I'm like, okay, let's stop. Let's just stop because these episodes are coming. And so let's, you know, cool. That's already set. So pretty cool to see that. Uh, so I was happy to see that. Uh, uh, but the Mandalorian stuff, I didn't get a chance to see that at Star Wars Celebration. So this all was new to me to see the trailer and see all the stuff that they covered in the trailer. It excites me. You're right, Mike. I mean, the fact that we're going to be on Mandalore reminds me of Transformers. Can we just have one damn live action film on Cybertron for the whole time? I think that would be awesome. So the fact that we're going 
back to Mandalore. We're going to have this debate. And look, Bo-Katan, how reliable of a narrator is she? How reliable is she on telling you that it was the cult that split them apart? And that was the reason because it was already teased this morning that some hero or person you think is a hero in the Mandalorian universe will possibly be a villain this season. So is that the armor? Is that Bo-Katan? I don't know. So it's going to be very curious to see how they're going to play that out here in in the Mandalorian. We're getting more adventures, of course, with him and and uh, and, the, and Grogu. So that's fun. I mean, the upside down thing with Grogu is waving his arms. It's so good. Uh, uh, and then, yeah, Babu Frick getting Sedaris back as well. Cool. I know that's not Shannon's favorite character, but it's nice to see her back. So I'm excited. Pelimato. That Yeah, that Pelimato is coming back. So it's going to be fun to see her. Yeah, good image of Jude Law. Fun to see that. It's a little more teasing. Bad Batch coming in January. That's only a few months away. So getting excited now to see what more adventures we're going to get in the Bad Batch. Tales of the Jedi looks awesome. I really like that trailer. And so I'm excited to, to watch these when they drop and take a look and see. And are they trying to, in a way, backdoor uh, redeem Count Dooku? I like this idea. I like this idea of giving us a little bit more with Dooku, a little bit more to see like, oh, there's a way. And Michael, you brought it up really well two jedi how they walk away from the jedi order in different ways and why you know because clearly it seems like dooku is a, a warrior who wants to fight a certain way uh, in the as a jedi and then uh, you've got uh, ahsoka who has a different approach to it as she's learning to become a jedi and then walking away from it in a different way whereas dooku turns evil so this is going to be fascinating to explore that so i love that they're putting that on the table for sure don't have much to say about Young Jedi Adventures, except it looks cool. So but I'll be curious to see what the reactions to it are overall. And we should be, and we should mention that uh, Iman Esfandi was also announced on the uh, eve of D23 as Ezra Bridger in the Ahsoka yeah. Tano series. So that's going to be fun to see that we have finally a Ezra Bridger. Uh, one of my followers, when I tweeted it out, tagged Mina Masood. And Mina Masood responded because <laughs> he was he was saying, what does Mina Masood have to do? Well, what did he do to get passed over for this? And Mina responded saying, I don't know what I did. So I don't know what the situation is there. If he was ever in contention, if it was just fan made nonsense out in the Twitter social media verse. He um, tweeted. He 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 did yeah. put out a tweet out there uh, in in the wake of the announcement. Oh. And what what he said was he? he was he was never realistically up for it. He did okay. one self tape. That was the extent of it. He's like oh. he's like I wish it had gone further. He's like uh, he looks great though. He's like he's like it, I'm glad to finally put this to rest because when you sign these NDAs when you're up for a project like this you can't talk about it. Yeah. One way or the other. So even though you know you didn't get it. You can't, you can't outright say I didn't get it. And like curious response to be like, I don't know what I did when it's like, well, you just weren't selected. You know, why go that route? So it was just a very, it was a very interesting response uh, to see that. So hearing you, hearing you say that he tweeted about it, it makes it even more weird that he would respond in that way. I think they just went with a younger person and they want to have a certain age. And Mina has aged out of that age that they were looking at. So they went with the younger person. I don't think that had anything to do with, with Mina's talent or Mina's reputation or anything no. like that. I think they just had a different approach to casting and they wanted to go with this guy. So, And when you look at, at the pictures of that actor, yeah, he looks like, a, I mean, he looks like a live, yeah. uh, he looks like a live action Ezra Bridger. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so overall satisfied, excited to see what's coming for Star Wars. But I think this was more about Lucasfilm and the animation stuff and uh, the Marvel stuff, stuff, which we're going to get to any, 
final words on this uh on the uh on the uh, uh star wars stuff well not I, the star I, wars stuff but i will say that like mm. i mean that willow trailer got me mm. like that willow trailer it got me i yeah. I, I i knew sorsha was in it uh but still yeah. seeing her uh, like when Willow says to the one girl, like you remind me of your mother and then you see Willow and Sorsha together yeah. and then like you're just going on this epic adventure. And I mean, I've been saying this for weeks now as we've been talking House of the Dragon, as yeah. we've been talking Rings of Power, but like we have just entered this era mm-hmm. of high fantasy, big budget high fantasy in a way that like is making little nerdy 12 year old me reading a book in the back of class very very happy right now because we have like we have we have rings of power which is just a gorgeous looking middle earth on amazon we've got westeros is back with house of the dragon that we get to talk about each week and then we've got this willow series coming along that looks absolutely gorgeous and it seems just based on the trailer hits all the right notes like it is it is such a joy to have all of this fantasy happening at the same time um, and I really, and I'm excited that Willow, that we're getting a full series, that we're not seeing just a sequel movie yeah. that like could hit or miss. Like, hopefully this does really well. And hopefully Willow becomes, uh, you know, Will- Willow rises up there along with Star Wars and Indy and, uh, gets hit- Warwick Davis gets his place in the Lucasfilm, uh, uh, Pantheon. The Pantheon. there you go. That one. <laughs> also yeah, was- the return oh. of Kevin Pollack. Like that was another Ooh. one that I, I did not know Kevin Pollack was was coming back for this. So to yeah. see you know tiny little Kevin Pollack come out, Hosses, mayhem, run, run, run. <laughs> I mean, it, very very funny. Apparently nobody dies in the world of Willow, but yeah, I I I, I I'm, I'm not the biggest Willow fan. So <laughs> seeing this trailer, the first trailer I mean, dropped a few. Mad Mardigan does weeks ago. Yeah, right. And then the second, oh, right, right, Mad Mardigan will be because of uh, what happened yeah. with uh, with Kill. But it's kind of funny. And really, really interesting that here's Val Kilmer and his ex-wife Joanne Wally Kilmer kind of making a comeback here in almost yeah. the same calendar year. So that's so great to see because if you've seen the Val documentary on Hulu, they still have a strong relationship as friends, as co-parents. Uh, so she's she's all over the documentary. So it's great to see her kind of coming in. And when they showed her, when she came out on stage at uh, Star Wars Celebration, it was great. Was it at Comic-Con? One of those, it was great to see her walk out and uh, still as beautiful as ever uh, and uh, uh, taking over that role. But also Shannon, I'm surprised you didn't mention this. John Reese Davies coming back as Sala. Uh, I mean, that's a huge deal as well. So I'm, I'm excited to have John Reese Davies who Michael years ago got to call me on the phone at a uh, SAG awards party and tell me uh, something about dwarfs. So, I mean, I'm so excited to have John Reese Davies back don't, as a, as Sala. Don't let don't let Mike Vogel loose at a at an after party with a open bar and a cell phone because you'll get people calling you on the phone. <laughs> I was so freaked out by it, but yeah. It and I think so it cool. came out today that Karen Allen is supposed to be coming Great. back as well. And that one I had a little bit more mixed emotions with because I was like, maybe everything with Crystal Skull we just leave in Crystal Skull. What is she's not Crystal Skull, man? She's original. <laughs> if you if it was Shia. I could understand the hesitation, but Marion is, you know, from the first uh, film. So <laughs> stop it. Stop it. I hope, I just hope Shia doesn't release a video of him, you know, saying he got replaced or anything like that. So, um, <laughs> <Jesus. all right>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Ki Hui Kwan is coming back as well. 
Uh, well, no, he's not coming no, back to that. No, it's no, for, no. Oh, they just re talk oh, about. Okay, okay. Yeah, they, they, they just took, took a picture together. You're saving him for your announcement after the break. That's when he's coming back. <laughs> oh, fair enough, fair enough. Um, all right. Well, let's say any fun. Uh, Shannon, this was your thing. So any final words there? No, man. I'm just heartbroken that uh, other than the John Reese Davies, uh, we didn't talk about Indiana Jones more. But, you know, it's OK, guys. Uh, uh, you Aww. know, uh, he's 95, dude. I'm not excited about it. I'm worried. <laughs> You're not excited That's, about Indy? I'm worried. I'm not excited. I'm excited. I'm worried. Uh, all right. Uh, you know. The, the guy who brought you your Logan movie is doing this so i know but hugh jackman was not 95 years old so i is harrison ford really 95 i know no. i'm curious i'm joking but he's I was like, wait no. a minute how old is harrison ford really i was like that's not right what are you talking about how old is harrison ford he's making I, a joke i mean he is late seven late 70s he might be oh, hold on one second yeah harrison ford uh, is 80 years old literally. 80 okay years old. So i'm not it's a little bit different than 95 the bones are brittle, man. Um, Listen, <laughs> he broke his leg on the damn fucking Falcon. So I mean, I'm just worried. I'm just worried, and that's just walking around. Okay, I'm just. It, yeah, he got a. That was that was seven years ago. He got a new leg. <laughs> He's better than ever. He's more machine now than man. Yeah, okay. right. Just keep okay. Him out of planes. <laughs> um, no, I think I. So I. I know. I really quickly though, because like, so you're not excited about Indy Five. You're I'm, worried I'm, about it. I'm worried. Yeah, not excited. I'm worried because of Crystal Skull. And I love James Mangold, don't get me wrong, because he was great Ford versus Ferrari, not just Logan, but a lot of his films I've really enjoyed. But I wor- even 310 to Yuma, which I recently saw again, I'm just worried that, you know, they're going to de-age or how, I mean, remember Irishman and seeing De Niro try to stomp a dude's face on the sidewalk, which looked terrible? Like, I'm just worried that we might get some of that in the movie. And nostalgia is going to make people go, no, it was great, you know. I mean, or it'll be great. I mean, I think that I think we all have Kingdom of the Crystal Skull in our long-term yes. memories now to say, okay, well, Indy is fallible. There was one adventure that did get the better of him, and it was that one. Um, <laughs> but you know, I I think that there we're now in a different we're 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 in the era of the do-over. Like we're in the era where everything yeah. is coming back and it's being treated better. And so I'm just kind of feeling like we're in the better time to do an indie movie that feels right and is maybe a better handoff. I mean, I think the intention with Crystal Skull at one point was that that was supposed to be a handoff movie and Shia was going to be our new Indiana Jones. And I think we're all thankful that that did not happen. Um, But hey, let's see where it goes. But you two two think the series is three and one and I think the series is two and two. So to me, this is the rubber, the rubber movie. Like the this series is either going to put it as is a... three to one. The series is three and one. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> Temple of Doom. Temple of Doom is a great fun movie. Well, sure, sure. If you're not a person of color, I'm sure it is. Um. All right. All right. Shall we move on to the next section? Let's take a quick break. We'll jump into some Marvel stuff uh, right after this. Do 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 do. Do, do, do. That's good. That's really good. I will say you've gotten better at these. So 
Congratulations. Well, no, it's just we're doing things that I know really well. (laughs) I haven't got, I haven't improved. (laughs) You're a score whore. This stuff should be on the tip of your tongue, I imagine. And it, and this was. (laughs) All right, true, very true. Uh, Let's move on. So, uh, Marvel Studios here dropped a bunch of stuff uh, uh, to um, excite people about what's coming here over the next few months. They did some more stuff with Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, which, of course, everyone is still excited and buzzing from that trailer. They showed an exclusive scene there at D23. They did not announce who is in the costume, so they're leaving that for the film, and rightfully so. Um, They revealed that the international community is after the country's supply of vibranium in the wake of King T'Challa's death and the Dora Milaje isn't going to let it go easily. So that's going to be interesting. we got some more for Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, which the three of us were in Hall H to watch that trailer, so I'm sure they showed more of that with uh, with um, uh, Hope Van Dyne and uh, Scott Lang talking about it all with Cassie Lang. And then we got, uh, apparently, Jonathan Majors as King. Some people said it was the debut, of it, but we saw that footage at Comic-Con. So it, it might have been different footage. Comic-Con. Yeah. I mean, I heard, yeah. I heard that in the, I heard in the, the D23 footage, like, they that that Kang uses telekinesis to throw Scott Ooh. against the wall or some so stuff, and more. that stuff we didn't see. We just we saw like that moment where Kang met Scott at yeah. Comic Con. Yeah, that's true. So apparently he was holding Cassie hostage and trying to force Scott to steal something from him. And Bill Murray's character appeared there as well. We had the announcement that Matt Shackman uh, will be helming Fantastic Four. I know there was a lot of scoop people who were saying that they were going to announce the cast for Fantastic Four. I certainly thought that was a possibility. But in the end, they didn't. They just announced that Matt Shackman, who did WandaVision, will be directing Fantastic Four. I think it's a nice choice uh, as well. And then with Captain America New World Order, we got the news that Tim Blake Nelson, the leader, will be coming back um, uh, to uh, to be a part of Captain America New World Order. And Joaquin Torres is uh, going to be a part of this as well. And Isaiah Bradley will be coming <laughs> back. Remember, uh, Joaquin Torres as his friend. He becomes uh, the new Falcon in the comics. Isaiah Bradley, obviously, the one of the original Captain America uh, and then the uh, and then we got uh, Shira Haas, who will be making her debut uh, as well as Sabra. So we shall see what uh, element she's going to bring to it. And then we got the Thunderbolts lineup that was revealed: with Valentina de Allegra, Ghost, Red Guardian, Black Widow, Winter Soldier, U.S. Agent, and Taskmaster. And this is coming out in July. So a lot of people were uh, excited about this, but then a lot of people were like, "Where the fuck is Zemo?" So we'll talk about that. Nia DaCosta showed a trailer for the Marvel, so people got to see that. It has not been released here, so people got to see that there uh, in the uh, in at D23. And, and you know, kind of weird to that whole thing with Brie Larson and the interview on the red carpet with Variety. So, you know, we'll t- touch on that. Then we got a Werewolf by Night trailer, which was fucking Ooh. awesome. We got some more with Ironheart, with Anthony Ramos debuting as Parker Robbins slash The Hood, and that series is next year. We got the Secret Invasion trailer that all of us saw at D23. They now dropped it for everybody to watch. Great stuff with Nick Fury. Great stuff with Colby Smulders, with uh, 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 Olivia Coleman, with Amelia Clark, getting more of that as well. Uh, and uh, Renee Jean Page. Is that his, is Renee Jean Page, I think? Uh, we got Armor no, Wars. No, that, was it? Uh, no, that's the guy from Bridgerton. Oh, sorry. Um, right. You're, you're th- no, that's not that's not the guy. Oh my bad. You're thinking my of the guy. He he played uh, Malcolm X in the Amazon movie. Oh right, uh, he's the one that's coming in. That's yeah. right. My apologies. Armor Wars. Uh, we got some more with Armor Wars there. Uh, a lot of people wondering if Justin Hammer is going to show up. I saw that afterwards. We got some Loki season two stuff uh, that was debuted, and Kei Hui Kwan uh, uh, will be a part of this, uh, and Wayman Wang as well. Uh, they joined the cast. So there was a trailer um, that that was dropped there uh, exclusively. Echo. 
uh, was also uh, got a little bit of time there. They got an exclusive trailer. Apparently, uh, it was full of Native American imagery, which is awesome and features the return of Kingpin Wilson Fisk um, with an eye patch. So clearly, he survived after he was shot by Echo at the end of Hawkeye. And then Daredevil Born Again is getting 18 episodes on Disney+. Plus. Start shooting next year. They had uh, they had exclusive look of that, of Daredevil's appearance in the upcoming episode of She-Hulk. And I think D'Onofrio and Charlie Cox came out to talk about it. So that is a lot of stuff from Marvel. Uh, gentlemen, who wants to talk about what stood out to them first? Shannon? Um, so I think the first thing that stood out to me was, was, uh, you know, Captain America, new world order. Um, yeah. I, it, you know, coming back from comic-con this year, uh, driving back, Volgo and Kalinowski and I started talking about Falcon winter soldier again. And I was like, eh, maybe we were a little, maybe we were a little tough on it. Was it as bad? I don't know. So I went and watched it again. And there are some, there are a, a, a few very vital bits missing. Mm-hmm. But what is there is so damn good. And uh, the majority of that has to do not just with Anthony Mackie, who was great, yeah. uh, but was Carl Lumley as, as Isaiah Bradley. And watching the closing credits of any Marvel Disney Plus series, you know, your principal cast is in sort of the graphic credits. The rest of them shows, shows back in like the rolling credits. And the fact that Carl Lumley was not in those credits yeah. drove me crazy i was like this this is a terrific performance yep. fr- from from a storied actor like he's been around forever he always does a great job like why did you i, I don't it was, it was these little things i was like why did you not put him in those damn credits and so to see that he is coming back for this movie i'm like awesome like yeah. give give carl lumley his, his his just desserts here i mean I, you know there was a lot of like when don Cheadle got nominated <laughs> Falcon and Winter Soldier for like best supporting actor. Even he was like, yeah, uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that that nomination that should have been Carl Lumley's because yeah. that performance Agreed. was so powerful. Yeah. And knowing again, he's getting a second shot at it. I, like I, that was one of the one of the panels that I watched on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And he did say he's like, you know, he's like, you do this long enough. He's like, and every once in a while, you're handed a gift. Yeah, and then you get handed it again. And I'm like, man, that's fantastic. Um, but also the thing that Marvel does so well is, uh, you know, using all part, using all parts of the Buffalo and that Tim Blake Nelson has been hanging out and they're like, Oh my gosh, I know. I was trying like, what's <laughs> the best great. way to do that? I, 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 I said, you know, before it's everything that's on the table, I decided to do it, try a different one. I'm not going to use it again, apparently. Um, yeah, no, no, but, you know. <laughs> but, but Tim Blake Nelson coming back as, as the, the villain for this. Like when you think yeah. of just that title, new world order, new world order, what does a new world order need? It needs a leader. Yeah. And just the fact that Isaiah Bradley's still there with that super soldier serum pumping through his veins and knowing what that uh, kind of bastardized version did to Tim Blake Nelson it's like you can you can kind of see where the plot might be headed. I don't know that, I, or or I could be one hundred percent wrong. Um, so that is that's one of the things that I was really excited about. I was looking forward to see if there was going to be a Fantastic Four announcement. Um, didn't happen, but I mean, you know, thinking back to Phase Three, they could not get anyone to play Doctor Strange. Like anytime Marvel yeah. had an event, it's always like. Who's going to play Doctor Strange? Who's going to play Doctor Strange? Who's going to play Doctor Strange? It finally, like, you know, the negotiations can take a while when you're dealing with bigger actors. And the fact that they are probably trying to announce five all at the same time, not yeah. just their, not just yeah. their four 
leads, not just their four heroes, but also probably whoever their antagonist is going to be. Um, so I like was bummed about that. Not as bummed as not getting to see that indie teaser, um, but also getting to see the secret invasion trailer again. Yeah. King, Kingsley Benadir. That's the, that's the Kingsley actor. Benadir. Yeah. My apologies. Yeah. yeah. The moment that he has with Ben Mendelsohn yeah, where everyone in the room turns into Kingsley Benadir. It's like, that is great. Like this sort of paranoid thriller that they've talked about that they're kind of breaking new ground. I mean, that's really, really exciting. And also um, Ironheart, how they said, you know, the hood is for this version is, is a more magical character that you're getting this technology versus magic. And that's really what Iron Man originally was, mm-hmm. was, you know, when you think about his, the original uh, Mandarin, it's, it was tech versus magic. Mm-hmm. And so we're finally kind of getting to see that in Ironheart. So across the board, Marvel does it again. Kevin Feige so good on stage. Uh, Kathleen Kennedy, bless her heart, she's not she she's not Kevin Feige. Kevin Feige just knows how to just knows how to do it. Yeah. Uh, but across the board, it was uh, it was very very satisfying. Real quick before we move on to Michael Thunderbolts, what's your thoughts on the Thunderbolts cast? You know, were you were you Ed, disappointed? Were you? I was surprised Abomination wasn't up there. Okay. Or, or at or at this point, he's not up there. There was okay. no one that really surprised me. I think Bucky was probably the one that was like, okay, I thought Bucky had kind of left that life behind him, but who knows what Val is planning, how she right. how she puts this team together. Everyone's saying, like, where's Zemo? Where's Zemo? Where's Zemo? You you're you have a bunch of superpowered people up there that Zemo doesn't necessarily care for. So I, you know, he he could be our bad in this. If, you know, if he shows up, I mean, I could see him not wanting to work, yeah, not wanting to work with these other folks. Um, But again, he could be the antagonist. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, you make a good point. Like Zemo, uh, as far as he is in the MCU, he doesn't like superheroes nor superhero teams. He's pretty clear on that. Soldiers, right. right. He doesn't. Yeah. He basically destroyed the Avengers uh, successfully. And makes a very strong case on why there shouldn't be how Captain America is a singular example and anyone else with a super soldier formula is bad. So, yeah, looking at this team of super powered individuals who are the government is using to do things. Yeah, I don't think that sits well with Zemo if, if he is in this movie. And I think you could very easily see a movie where. You, you know, your, your, your end credit sequence in a Thunderbolts movie could be Zemo being like, okay, well, here's how we're going to do the Thunderbolts. So I think you make a really good point that I don't think that not seeing Zemo in the lineup of the team means that we're not seeing Zemo in the movie. I, and maybe we don't, but like, yeah. I think that there's definitely ways that they can continue to use him. And to your antiquated yet correct analogy, uh, Marvel <laughs> does a really good job of using all the pieces of the Marvel universe. So uh, I don't think we've seen the last of Zemo. So that, that's good. <laughs> Um, yeah, Bucky was the one that surprised me the most. I think everyone else on some level we had sort of named, um, you know, I think most people are really, uh, not a fan of the Black Widow Taskmaster. That seems to be the overwhelming opinion. Um, but you know, I'm going to give Marvel, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to give him a, let's see what you do. I don't think that that Taskmaster storyline was handled great because i don't think the villain in black widow is great i think there's a lot of great in black widow i think that's not maybe one of the better parts but i think if you gave that storyline with her uh as taskmaster a little bit more time to breathe um throw florence Pugh in there have them have some stuff together like i think you could get out of this thunderbolts movie and have people do a 180 on taskmaster so we'll see who i mean ghost 
Taskmaster. Is... I mean, these these are these. I mean, I love Red Guardian being a part of this, and Yelena Belova, rightfully right and center, Mike and Shannon. Yeah, a U.S. agent with Bucky is interesting, and I think that's Julie Dreyfus on the end. Yeah, although it, it looks a little it bit is. like Lauren Bobert. Uh, so uh, to <laughs> me, that's kind, of, that's kind of an interesting decision uh, uh, on so many levels. So I, I don't. I didn't. I I wasn't. 100% excited, and I love the new rock stars, but they were like, you're not ready for this team-up. And I'm like, it's a bunch of ensemble heroes coming in. I, I'm, I'm cool. I think I can handle it. Uh, it wasn't as much of a huge, like, there were rumors about Red Hulk, there were rumors about Zemo, rumors about, like, that. those I think would have gotten me a little bit more jazzed, and I don't know if we could do Red Hulk with, with of course, uh, William Hurt passing away, Thunderbolt Ross, maybe someone else will step in there, maybe Betty. But uh, yeah, I mean, to me, it wasn't that big of an announcement, but I, I'm curious to see how this Thunderbolts thing is going to work because I do like all the actors that are involved. Yeah. I do like Olga Korolenko. I do like um, Hannah John Kamen, uh, who plays Ghost. So I like them individually as actors. So I'm very well, curious to see how it's going to work. And I think Ghost is a really great example of, here was a character that showed up in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah. And Really cool ability, really cool power. Yeah. But with everything going on in that movie, I don't think that that character got a giant chance to shine. But True. put that character no on a team, uh, put that character on a team, and give them some special ops that they have to pull off. Like that's a badass superpower. She's a good actress. Um, yeah. yeah, and she's a good actress. And similar with Taskmaster. Yeah. However, you feel about the way they changed Taskmaster's origin and who she is now, like. She's a straight up badass, like can copy anybody's ability. So you put all those people together, you might get magic. You might not. It might not work. It might not be one of those Marvel movies that, you know, might be another uh, multiverse of madness for a lot of people. But um, I think, you know, Kevin Feige did come out and say that, you know, in this world right now, there's not an Avengers. There is no superhero team defending the world. We have individual people doing things, but... Peter Parker is off on his own. Doctor Strange is running off with Charlize Theron with his third eye blinking. Um, You know, Hulk is going off somewhere in space. We don't know. Um, Hawkeye's doing his Hawkeye thing. You know, he's off like uh, having Christmas with Kate Bishop. But like, you know, an Ant-Man and the Wasp are off with Cassie and Hank and Janet. uh, Okay. Yeah. yeah, and fighting Kang in the quantum zone. So there's not like that one team that's bringing everything together. So the government's sort of stepping forward and going, well, here's the team. Almost the fact that it is some of the ensemble people who have a lot to prove might be part of the story. Like yeah. that might be an interesting thing. Like, sure. well, you are no Avengers. And you're like, well, we're what you got. And that, <laughs> that, could, be, that could be a thing. Yeah. Um, I, Werewolf by Night. Oh yeah, man! What the fuck? <laughs> so good. I love. Um, that you know, we talked a lot. You know, Shannon and I, when you were gone last week, we talked a little bit about DC and Warner Brothers and where they're going. And I think what I'm very much vibing on with Marvel right now is they've already done it. They did. They gave us the Infinity Saga. Yes. If they just packed it up and shut the door and walked out, they would still be one of the biggest movie franchises of all time. And rather than being super stressed and worried and trying to hold on to that success and just copy what they did over and over again, even though they are giving us another saga, mm-hmm. um, they're really doing some weird stuff. Like doing a their first Halloween special on Disney Plus as this weird black and white character that nobody really knows, yeah. throw man thing in there it looks like, and just do this weird Marvel Universal monster movie creepy corner of the MCU. It's such a weird thing to do. And I love it. 
I just think yeah. it's such a great idea. Okay. Yeah, I Is thought that any... trailer was fantastic. And yeah. knowing that Michael Giacchino, composer extraordinaire, is the director yeah. um it just looked like i love that marvel is uh planting flags in holidays now that you know hawkeye is something you can watch during yeah. christmas well and we have um, a guardians Gu- christmas special coming the guardians holiday yeah. special and now we've got halloween with werewolf by night and to find out that mahershala ali was going to cameo in it and apparently it didn't happen i was like <laughs> okay but then you look at what was what what was there and it's like you don't need blade in this like this yeah. is such a crazy weird world that they are introducing us to it's like no you don't save him but don't don't waste it like you have an embarrassment of riches already with this like let's just <laughs> let's just enjoy this this black and white grindhouse vibe kind of uh, uh monster movie yeah and it's genius because john carpenter composes music and also directs fantastic yeah. horror films so you know this is not something that's uh never been done before so there's a nice track record of, of composers who became directors. It's not extensive, but it's a nice track record if you guys take a look at that. So to me, this is a fantastic – this is how you do it. You, ta- you, you want to direct? Okay, let's try you out on a, on a holiday special. Let's see how you do. And this trailer absolutely worked. You're absolutely right, Shannon. The grindhouse vibe of this is there. The mixture of the old school universal horror film combined with the kind of scary 1970s type of horror thing, it really works. The sound design of the trailer itself was so good. I mean, I listened to it on my headphones and I was like, oh, this is great. Hearing, you know, that last shot of werewolf eating or destroying or dismembering whatever he's doing as that poor woman is screaming against or scared against the cell. It's great just to hear that. So, all right, what are we going to get? Plus, I mean, I always knew Frazier's agent was an evil lady. So having her be part of this, I think is genius. I love that actress. So having her come in to kind of give that vibe to it also works so well. So yeah, I, I enjoyed that very much. Uh, great to hear about the story. Oh, sorry, Mike, go ahead. Uh, is there more from Marvel that you wanted to, to hit no, on? No, no, keep going, keep going, keep going. Oh, I, I really like that uh, we're getting the leader back as well. I love Tim Blake Nelson coming back on this. You know, when we did our rewatch, uh, Lindley and I, for the Outlaw Stereo show that's no longer around, but when we did the rewatch, I actually didn't mind that Incredible Hulk movie, the Hulk movie. I, I didn't have a problem with it. And seeing uh, Tim Blake Nelson's face as he's reacting to that stuff falling onto his face, I'm like, oh, this is great because he's actually a decent guy in the whole film. And then you're going to see how this corrupts him. So if this follows canon of what we saw in the movie, then there is a little bit in that movie that you can kind of connect to as a foundational piece of this person's character. So seeing how they're going to play the leader now, especially with what we got with Tim Roth, Tim Roth's Abomination She-Hulk, excites me uh, on where yeah. we're going, you know? Uh, and certainly uh, Ironheart looks to be like a lot of fun, and I can't wait till we get more of that. Ant-Man, hearing about the scenes from Ant-Man uh, and the Wasp Quantumania is cool. Apparently there was a scene as well between, uh, for Secret Invasion, that they played an extended scene of Nick Fury and Don Cheadle. Uh, that that we see teased in the trailer, they actually played the whole extended scene there uh, at uh, D23. So it would have been fun to see that as well. And apparently a lot of people really enjoyed that. Love the idea of Matt Shackman coming in to do Fantastic Four. Going to be very curious to see how he plays that out because certainly WandaVision, you may not have liked the finale or maybe you did like the finale, but what he was able to do with that character uh, was so great to see with Elizabeth Olsen. So I'm very excited to see how he's going to play Sue Storm, how he's going to write out Sue Storm. So that's going to be fun to see with the Fantastic Four uh, as well. Um, anything? Yeah, Thunderbolts lineup. I already think I said my piece on that. 
anything else that I wanted to touch? Oh, and Loki season two. So great to see Kiwi Kwan. Sorry about that. Kiwi Kwan. Kiwi Kwan. Say great to see Kiwi Kwan be a part of this and come back at because I think he's going to get nominated for Best Supporting Actor for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Might win. The picture of him hugging Harrison Ford was just whatever my feelings are about the movie. It's great that this that he has you know 19 years struggling uh, as an actor getting another chance you know as Isaiah as um Isaiah Bradley uh, the actor plays a uh, you know Carl there's Lundgren. said uh you know you get these gifts and so seeing him coming back into prominence and as Michael said earlier this is like if you're an 80s kid this is your nostalgia now all of a sudden come to life in oh, so many different ways in all these different franchises so seeing him come be a part of Loki just lets you know like this is he's back so let's use him in everything, you know. So <laughs> that excites me on so many levels uh, as well. So, um, oh, and the Echo stuff. I can't, I mean, am I, uh, Lindley's very excited because Lindley's Native American. It's She's going to be very excited to see what we're going to get here and how honest it is because um, we just finished up Dark Winds on AMC Plus, And that is a fantastic series with Native American leads. Reservation, uh, Do- Reservation Dogs season mm-hmm. one was great. So I'm looking forward to watching season two once I get a chance here. So there's, it's great to see Native American stuff being explored here in all these franchises uh, as well. But 18 episodes for Daredevil. Wow. That's, that yeah. reminds me of Andor with the 24 episodes. They're getting 12 in each season. So just really excited to see that uh, uh, come about as well. You know, get really fleshing out. And I imagine if they're doing 18 episodes, they're going to be launching uh, the Defenders. And I feel we're going to get some people. Maybe. Don't you Maybe. think? I mean, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, like, they, it doesn't sound like they're doing, they don't, I know they haven't really said, but Charlie Cox doesn't, clearly doesn't know what the Born Again run in Daredevil is. Cause he's like, I don't know if we're doing that or not, but I think yeah. Born Again means more like this is a reboot. Like, this isn't really a season four. Right. It'll be interesting to see how they handle it. It's clearly the same characters. He's clearly already Daredevil. Uh, Wilson Fisk is Wilson Fisk. So how much of this is going to be a hard reboot versus a soft reboot? Like, did everything happen in the Netflix series? Or does Deborah Ann Wall coming back? Yeah, Yeah. yeah, like, like, does Kevin Feige want to keep things open for recasting some things? So it's going to be really interesting. And also just to see who Matt Murdock is. Like, like, and we've all talked about this. The Netflix shows went a little bit harder. Uh, than the MCU does in some ways. So who is Matt Murdock in the MCU? I mean, I think we're about to see him this week in uh, She-Hulk. Um, and I think he's not going to be quite as tortured uh, when he's hanging out with Jennifer Walters as he was on Netflix. So I think seeing where that goes, but I'm super excited. I think the Daredevil stuff is super exciting, but I also do really appreciate how Marvel does a great job of like... Uh, waving the shiny ball at us, but then giving us a bunch of other stuff that then we fall in love with that becomes the new shiny ball. Like, we're like, we're not going to give you the Fantastic Four and Daredevil Born Again's coming a really long way away, but hey, we gave you Echo and you love her and she's coming first, but you're going to get this here and you're going to get Werewolf by Night and you're going to get these things. And uh, yeah, I mean, I really feel like after, you know, all of us having that whole, where are we going? What is phase Mm. four? What's next? Between Comic-Con and now, just with... Wakanda Forever, Quantumania, yeah. Guardians Volume 3, uh, Secret Invasion, like all these like big temple things, and then all these new things like Ironheart, like Armor Wars, uh, you know, all the all the new things that are coming along, like it really feels like we've just been we're we're just it's it's killing it. I also have heard rumors and I wonder what you guys think. Like, do you yeah. think Ryan Coogler's gonna direct Secret Wars? He, I I mean he's I would absolutely be excited to see Ryan Coogler direct Secret Wars. I, I would love for that to happen, to be honest with you. 
Because it did really, I mean, they did come out and say that, um, I think Feige said that uh, Wakanda Forever is the biggest movie they've made. Yeah. Which, when you've got an endgame, is a pretty strong statement. So we'll That's see how true. that holds. But he says that Wakanda Forever is one of the biggest movies they've made. And so, you know, knowing that, uh, knowing that uh, Dustin Daniel Cretton d- is doing Kang Dynasty mm-hmm. after Shang-Chi, which I think everyone is generally excited about, but yeah. knowing that like, you know, those two movies are so big, how you can't, you need someone else. It like, it seems like Cooler might be teeing up to the bat to give us a secret wars. Yeah. Yeah. I- I'd be very excited to see that. Shannon. I'll be interested to see that because man, <sighs> And the Thunderbolts are in Secret Wars. So, mm-hmm. and the Wrecking well, Crew, sorry, is in Secret Wars as well. So, there's a lot here. I'm thinking of like right now in my head, like I go to like scheduling. I go to like mm. production scheduling. Like, when does this movie come out? Okay, is he going to do something else in between? Yeah. Does because he's been making these huge movies. He comes from, you know, the smaller, you know, world of Indies with yeah. Fruitvale Station. It's like, does he want to do another huge movie? Like, are we gonna burn Ryan Coogler out? Um, I don't know. That's that that that's my one. It's a great. That's question. my one thought. But I mean, after any... the drama of Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, yeah, you might want to let him sit. I out mean, <laughs> <laughs> because Fair. allegedly they are having more reshoots on Black Panther. Um, no one has said, you know, publicly why. If it's just to, you know, capture some missing missing stuff, but I don't know. I don't know. Like, let's let's not break Ryan Coogler. <laughs> We'll see. What do you think, Mike? Would you want to see it? I would want to see it. I think he's great. I mean, I think he's amazing. I think he's killing it. And I think, you know, from what everybody is saying about Wakanda Forever, just the little bits that I've heard. I mean, obviously, we've all seen the trailer. Everyone's seen the trailer now. And, like, they came out and talked about it uh, at and showed that scene at D23. Um, But everyone seems really hyped on it. Like, I think it's... uh, it's probably going to be pretty major. I think people are going to, I think it's, I think he might be able to do, I think he might do what he did with black Panther a second time, which is maybe come out with another superhero movie that transcends the superhero genre. And I think if he does that twice, then he's the guy that you want to direct maybe one of your biggest Marvel movies of all time. I mean, this is like, to your point, like this is going to be the Thunderbolts, the Fantastic Four, the new Avengers, maybe the young Avengers, like, like you know, like the, the magical side of the MCU. Like, you start to see, like, what Secret Wars is. You need all these different factions. So what started off as, what are we doing in Phase 4? Everything seems disconnected. Oh, the Eternals. Like, yeah. you've got all these different groups of characters now that are all going to get thrown into this mix together. That's even more complicated than Endgame was. Yeah. So uh, you're going to have to have someone who's really ready to take all that on, and he might be the guy. And maybe yeah. because of what he had to do with Wakanda Forever, the start and stop, take everything off. Oh, yeah. All right, now let's, let's do it. Maybe he is the guy. Maybe yeah. he is the guy to do it, who he's proven like he can juggle multiple balls right now, and that's what you'll have to do for something as immense as Secret Wars could be. Yeah, just real quick, uh, Slash Film is reporting uh, that the Marvel's new female villain uh, was previewed in the footage. Uh, She wields a hammer that is similar in look and design to that of Ronan the Accuser. Uh, IndieWire noted that apart from revealing the shot, the the revealing shot, the footage didn't show much more of the villain, but did refer to her as being played by uh, Zawe Ashton, who has long been reported to be the sequel's antagonist. Um, uh, Collider reported that there is a strained reunion between Carol Danvers and Monica Rambeau in the footage 
and they're fighting Kree soldiers. Uh, and so um, uh, the direct is speculating that uh, Zoe Ashton might be playing Hala, who is one of the last Kree survivors and the only survivor of the Accuser Corps. She wields an energy staff that not only projects energy, but also can be summoned from afar. So we're going way out there, I guess, with, uh, with yeah. the Marvels as well. So it's going to be a lot of fun. There's a lot to happen. I mean, I know we're running long, but any thoughts on what Brie Larson said on the red carpet? I, I think that's just an actress who is frustrated at the loud well, for anyone, minority. For anyone who doesn't know, like, yeah, what, yeah what, yes. say what she said. Yeah, she was asked by, um, I can't forget the gentleman's name, but he works the red carpet for Variety. He's really great. And she, he was asked about how long she, she was asked how long she thinks she's going to play Captain Marvel. And she says, I don't know. I don't know. How long how do you think? I, how, maybe you're playing it. Maybe I'm playing it. I don't know. I don't know. So she basically said, she doesn't know how long she's playing it. Well, and I think uh, she specifically said, I don't know if people want me to. If people, people want, want yeah. me to, I think is the thing that she said. So, yeah, yeah I think uh, you definitely saw the strain a little bit of what happens when everyone on the Internet uh, dogpiles on you repeatedly. Look, she's a strong woman and she is very opinionated. She is very not having an issue speaking her mind. Uh, and so that's going to naturally infuriate the incels. And the angry fans who, you know, sexist fans that sometimes will come there as Marvel fans. And the it's a loud minority of people, to be honest. But it's on social media. Remember, Twitter's only, what, 6% of the universe or the world is on Twitter. It's not that many people. But it feels like everybody is on there. So uh, I can imagine for her it's just exhausting, like it was for Daisy Ridley, like it was um uh for uh uh, uh kelly marie Ke tran, kelly marie tran. Yeah, yeah as it was for a lot of women who uh, who get into it not even just women of color women who get into these franchises there is so much shit that comes with it and people have been clamoring and writing petitions to get her removed as uh, as captain marvel and it's just frustrating on so many levels so what i saw was an actress just going like fuck it man i, I don't know whatever you know maybe you don't they don't want me to so fuck it you know like I think she's done with it. Like, it's annoying for her. It's exhausting for her. Because remember, she's an actress first. She's not a movie star. She's an actress first. The movie star stuff, yeah, but she's an actress. Room, all these other things. She's an actress. And so for her, dealing with that nonsense, I think, for her, is just exhausting. You know? What do you think, Jay? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think that even though, like, I was not a big fan of that first movie, I, I hope Nia DaCosta really gives her... Mm gives her the room to deliver the performance that I think she wants to deliver. Yeah. Um, and yes, I think, I think that was a very, <laughs> very frustrated take Yeah. that, you know, even though, as you said, it's, it's, it's a, it's a minority. It's a very vocal minority. Yeah. And to be told again and again and again and again and again that you're not good. It's like, that takes that takes a mental toll on people. Yeah. I so I mean, I certainly hope that I, I certainly hope that she kills it in the Marvels. Mm -hmm. What do you think, Mike? Um, no, I echo what you guys said. I think it just kind of look being a being a superstar is awesome, and being a superstar kind of sucks. <laughs> and I think that uh, that that sometimes you see a little bit through the cracks. Sometimes everyone you hit someone in a moment, and you see. A little bit how much it can suck sometimes um but i I'm, I'm with you guys like i don't think captain captain marvel is my favorite of the marvel movies but i also don't think a lot of that is on brie larson i yeah. think a lot of that is story there's a reason uh, they didn't bring those two directors back man yeah i think i think that i think a lot of that is the directing so i think that 
Um, I've enjoyed her. Uh, you know, and even when you get into Endgame and whether she is a Deus Ex Machina or not, again, not on her. Uh, she's hired to do what she does. So I think she does a great job with what she's been given. But even in like the very brief couple seconds that we saw her in the very end of the Miss Marvel credits, uh, you know, she kind of looked like she was having a little bit more fun. Um, so I'm, I'm really, I, I'm really excited about the Marvels. I think that the three, I mean, obviously we're all big fans of Miss Marvel, uh, Iman Bellani, but like, I think seeing all three of them together is going to be really interesting. I think kind of finding out why Monica Rambeau, uh, and Carol have such a strained relationship is going to be really interesting. Yeah. I think why uh, Miss Mar why why uh, um, uh, Kamala Kamala I can't literally get it right why Kamala <laughs> and uh, and Carol uh, yeah. switch places. So I think there's a lot of really really interesting things there. And again, like we're just at this point now where we have so many characters running around in so many different areas that. You know, we can all complain about the one or two people that we don't think nail it in our universes, but the fact that we have universes of people to even complain yeah. about is kind of the reward in and of itself. Agree, agree. All right, well, that's this episode of uh, the Geek Buddies. We jumped into uh, uh, extensively into the D23 stuff. Hope we covered <laughs> everything you all were hoping to hear our opinions on. Uh, Shannon, what do we have to tell them? Yeah, if you'd like to follow us on social media, on Twitter, it's at Geek underscore Buddies. On Instagram, at the underscore Geek underscore Buddies. If you'd like to follow me on social media, on Twitter, it's at Shannon underscore McClung. On Instagram, at Shannon the Geek Buddy. If you'd like to follow Mr. Vogel, it is at MK Tune. If you would like to follow Mr. Roca, it is at The Roca Says. Mikey? Um, like I said, D23 was great because we all got an entire weekend of geek. But hey, you guys can get geeky every week right here with us uh and here is what you guys can do so to make sure we keep getting geeky um you can hit the like button below subscribe to johnny's outlaw nation page leave your comments below i think we covered everything but did we miss anything let us know and if we didn't miss anything tell us what you're most excited about and what you're least excited about um if you are listening to this via podcast go ahead and take a second and leave a comment leave some stars help us go up in the rankings so more people can find us and as always the best thing that you can do is retweet this video post it to your socials send it to your friends and tell them to hang out with your buddies the geek buddies there you go all right well thank you all so much and thanks to carbon health who powers and sponsors us here on the geek buddies and the outlaw nation go to carbonhealth.com if you have any health any healthcare questions, concerns, or needs, they are there to help you. They've got in-person care. They've got virtual care available to you as well. 110-plus locations all over the country, 80 locations in California alone, in numerous areas of California. So go and look them up. Go and get checked out. COVID is still happening. I will tell you COVID is still happening. So go get tested. Go get ahead of this kind of stuff. And also any concerns you have for yourself healthcare-wise, go and get them addressed there at carbonhealth.com. They've also got a great app. So download the app to have a doc in your pocket. They believe in creating healthcare plans, individual ones that are specific to your needs, working with you to get to make that happen for you. And they love participating and sponsoring positive communities like ours that talk about come together, talk about geek stuff like this. So please go and uh, uh, take a look at them at carbonhealth.com. All right, y'all take care of yourselves. Be well. Look for our She-Hulk spoiler review coming a little bit later on this week. And we'll talk to you next time with another brand new The Geek Buddies. Ep- oh, and we'll nope. talk to you with nope. another brand nope. new The nope. Geek Buddies. <laughs> hey!
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.